While the main blog is going to be focused on education, I would like to start new series with the weekly news having the largest impact on the world markets. I will start with the markets overview and then follow up with a couple of focus topics. The aim is to have these updates on the weekly basis released over the weekend. The blog version of the weekly updates will also include additional links that you can follow for more information. And today we'll cover US and EU markets overview and then focus on China real estate crisis. US markets overview. The equities investors have celebrated a very fortunate week with a massive move in stock prices. The largest increase in S&P, refreshing at six weeks highs, occurred this Wednesday with the Fed hiking rates by 75 basis points. The price increase continued during both Thursday and Friday trade sessions and the notable week's earnings of Amazon and Alphabet on Wednesday and Apple on Thursday have also contributed to the stock market's growth. The Fed's hike comes as another attempt in limiting the inflation, which was called transitory until recently. Let's hope the recession that has been signified by the second quarter of economic contraction is not going to follow the lead of being transitory in the same manner. Supply and demand post-COVID challenges together with Russian-Ukrainian war are named as the main motives for the hike. On the annual basis, the GDP contraction was 0.9% in the second quarter of 2022 versus 0.5% growth expectations. And the annual inflation was reported to be at a whooping 7.8% level in the latest quarter. As a reminder, the Fed's inflation target is 2%, which seems to be very unattainable this year. Markets overview. The EU markets have also experienced a positive week with stocks Europe 600 ending the week 2.9% higher, Germany index 1.7% higher, France's index 3.7% higher, and Italy returning 5.63%. The key underlying reason for these gains is lower concerns about the Russian gas. The pipe servicing over the last weeks has not resulted in Russia shutting down the supply to the European countries which was the primary concern over the last months. There were no changes in the monetary policy this week, and the lower market risks have resulted in falling bond yields across the main EU markets. The market's strengthening, however, might be short-lived, as the July inflation of 8.9% has trumped the June level of 86 as reported by Bloomberg. We are going to learn more next week, however, there is no specific indication that the European Central Bank aims at another hike soon. Their reluctance to make another hike could be a result of poor economic sentiment metrics across the Europe. And we come to the final topic of today, China real estate crisis. There is an ongoing real estate crisis in China that threatens the financial sector in a very similar manner to what has happened in the US in 2008. The entire real estate sector is over leveraged and has a huge debt problem. In the US, the CDFs and subprime loans have played a strong role in the crisis. The key difference is that the US banks could realize the finished mortgage properties in the market at loss. 
in most cases the properties affected by the crisis in China simply do not exist or are at the early construction stage. The key development company linked to the crisis is Evergrande Group. It has sold majority of its developments at the planned stage and the proceeds were frequently used to purchase additional land for development, rather than directly allocating it to the construction. The market risks from COVID and rising inflation have led to insolvency of this firm, with failure to pay interest on its 20 plus billion of outstanding USD denominated debt in December 2021. While preparing this material, I have visited their website and had a chance to learn the meaning of Evergrande's name, which is quite curious. Ever stands for never ceasing existence throughout the ages, which is quite questionable now, and Grande stands for the universal growth, which is off as it fails to indicate the extreme level of leverage and reckless business expansion approach. The Evergrande case has a knockdown effect on the Chinese and can even impact the global economy. Failure of the large developer hurts the current investors and modifies the risk consideration of future investors. Those who have purchased the properties at the plant stage had to pay their mortgages despite the properties being either unfinished or not even built. In some cases, the projects at the very early stages were frozen and demolished. The owners of such non-existent properties are currently boycotting their mortgage repayments, which poses additional risks for the banks and pressures the government to intervene. The initial response was that the government sees any intervention as something that could incentivize other developers to undertake riskier business practices, however, the scale of the problem is so large that the number of protesters on the streets is creating the political risks on top of the systemic banking crisis. The, this week's news about Beijing's plan to set up a real estate fund, which is going to be worth between 200 and 300 billion yuan, which is approximately 45 billion dollars, is aimed at supporting distressed developers, and it comes as a relief. Despite that, this money is unlikely to address the entire problem, as the total liabilities of Evergrande alone stand at roughly 300 billion USD, with around 20 billion offshore debt that has already defaulted. It is estimated that Chinese real estate assets will experience double-digit losses this year, and the knockdown effect of this crisis will likely exacerbate the poor state of the world economy, struggling from supply chain failures and geopolitical conflicts.